I had four children. The two girls were in the middle. The oldest one was born with heart problems. She had struggles but never let nothing hold her back. So strong, full of courage. My younger daughter, she was the strong-willed child. She would tell you the truth and sometimes that hurt. I always wanted to be like her, bold and brave. They were best friends, born 13 months and two weeks apart. I remember when I got pregnant with the youngest daughter. I had a gallbladder surgery and of course my whole body was messed up. I didn't realize I was pregnant until I was five months. I was in shock. I was like, what are we gonna do with another baby? Our first daughter was still so young, but she was born and we managed. I was blessed to be their mother, but their life here on earth would be cut short. On August 22nd, 2014, my youngest daughter was hit and killed by a drunk driver. She was trauma-hopped to the hospital where she underwent surgery for internal bleeding. Nearly every bone in her body was broken. And the MRI, it would show she was brain dead. We had the most difficult decision to make. To take her off life support? On the fifth day, it was removed. Your children aren't supposed to die before you. It was the most horrific experience. We was hoping to donate her organs, but the sepsis in her body prevented that. I did what I had to do to get her body to the crematory. And after that, I pretty much shut down. I laid in the bed all the time barely doing anything but surviving. Somehow I pulled myself together to at least take care of the two her two daughters. Her brother's my son's great help. During this time, I was on 11 different medications just to get me out of bed. The oldest daughter was at my mom's. She was trying to stay sober. She had recently gotten out of rehab. When all this was ha when this all this happened, she was so angry at the lady who hit her sister. But she stepped in and took over the motherly role with my granddaughters. You see, she couldn't have children because she had had so much illness. Slowly, I pulled myself together and I was able to get out of bed on a daily basis and get things halfway back to normal. But what was normal? Nothing. My daughter was gone. So I did the only thing I knew to do, and that was to go to church. Every Sunday we were there. I got my granddaughters involved. They loved church. Church was the only way to go. It brought me through. I drew closer to God. But the trauma in our life, our family was not over. On November 27th, 2015, 16 months later, my oldest daughter was hit and killed by a distracted driver. She was dead at the scene.
I hate to say this, but it was almost a relief that she died at the scene because I wasn't sure I would ever be able to remove life support from another child of mine. The trauma of removing life support still haunts me to this day. But God's grace surrounds me and gets me through once again. I did what I had to do to get her body to the crematory, plan the funeral arrangements. I wouldn't talk to anybody about it. I was keeping it all inside. I was the opposite. I was cleaning everything. I was so busy every day, all day long. I would wear myself out to where I had nothing to do but fall asleep. Two days later was Sunday. We went to church. The pastor announced the death of our daughter to the whole entire church. The service was all about us. Everyone gathered around us, loving us. For weeks on end, they brought us food, flowers, money. They were there for us in every way possible. I know this sounds weird, but the second time around, I knew what to expect. I knew what the stages were. But this time, it was different. All of the love from the church and my friends at the church that I had made somehow made it this easier. The love of God penetrated my heart. I knew how to lean on him more. My relationship with their dad would become harder and harder until we separated. I moved into an apartment by myself. I know it probably seems selfish that I left my granddaughters and my sons behind, but I had to take care of myself. My mental illness and my financial situation was not good. I was still very involved in their lives until my ex decided to move out of state. My son and granddaughters, they wanted to go with him. He was going back to our hometown where his family was. I didn't want them to go, but he had his mindset and the youngest son and my granddaughters wanted to go. A hard decision to let them go. I had so much loss already, but they are thriving and doing well. They come and see me in the summer and I fly to see them. But the first year they were gone was like hell. I threw myself into church, got involved in the ladies small group. I grew so much that year, learning about God, relying on God nearly every second of the day. If I wasn't at work or church, I was crying in my car or at home. I missed my family so much. And my mom, she was pissed. She didn't understand how I could leave the girls and my son. She didn't understand my mental illness and financial situation. We really didn't have a relationship but I had my church family and the love and support they gave me got me through that year. God brought lots of people into my life to show me love and how to live again. After the loss of my daughters and my family moving away, that is the year I fell in love with music. Playing Christian music in my headphones was therapy. I would go to sleep with my headphones in. The music just soothed me. 
singing and praising God became the, my life. I would sing at home, in the car. I would drive around just to get out of the house. No matter how I felt, I would pray and sing to the Lord. He was there in my darkest days. He made every time, every way, every circumstance. The love of God and the love of others slowly changed me. It changed me so much that sometimes I don't even recognize myself. A heart of love, so amazing.